1: Presented by Old Trapper, Beef Jerky. There is a palpable buzz in our studio today in New York City. It's Wednesday, January 25th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Great crew in the studio today. Oh, yeah. A few exciting guests we yeah. have on the show. Yes. We also have big news happening this morning. We're yeah. going to be unveiling the finalists for all the top regular season awards. MVP, Coach of the Year, Offensive oh. and Defensive Rookies of mm. the Year. Just to name a few. We have we have the finalists. It's going to be awesome. The winners are going to be announced at NFL Honors, presented by Invisalign on February 9th, but you'll find out the finalists over the next couple hours right here on Good Morning Football. Rap Sheet, good morning, our NFL Network Insider and Rap Report. It's going to have the latest on, again, uh, what feels like uh, ankle if you will. All eyes on Patrick Mahomes' ankle and its status in Kansas City. What's up, sheet
2: Well, we're just getting started. It is Wednesday, I'm pretty sure of that. And this is the first day that, of the game week that we're going to be talking about Patrick Mahomes' ankle. But make no doubt about it, this is going to be the biggest story of the week. And really the biggest question going into today is, is mahomes going to practice and i would say that is as of right now an open question dealing with that high ankle sprain something that is expected to limit him this week he is going to play he has made that very clear his coach andy reed has made that very clear So mahomes said after the game. Reed reiterated it to reporters earlier in the week. But he may not be normal. He may not be himself. Just how much he is limited is uh, certainly something to watch for going forward. As you guys know, Patrick Mahomes on the run. His usual athletic self is much different than if he's stationary and in the pocket. Maybe a small bit of good news, though. When Andy Reed was talking about this ankle, he said the Mahomes had one in 2019 uh, in the opener, I believe. This is less bad than that. And in that one, he didn't miss any time. So that is at least an Indication That it is a tweak as Reed insinuated early in the week. But we will find out today whether Mahomes practices and that could set the tone for how injured he actually is.
1: Absolutely. It kind of becomes the question of like, how much does he need to? Will he? Can he practice? If he doesn't, what does yeah. Sunday look like? A ton of questions to ask all week long. We'll rely on Ian, for all the answers. Thank you very much, Repsheet. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Right. So, the developments yesterday were the status update on Patrick Mahomes' ankles, but now it's become the Chiefs are considered underdogs at home. Mm-hmm against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. How do we feel about that, Peter?
3: Yeah, I'm trying to follow the swings of the momentum of this, of the Bengals being the nobody-believes-in-us team that are like, no one wants us, the league doesn't want us, there's coin tosses, there's neutral fields, to then by Wednesday being like, actually the Bengals are the favorite team and the Chiefs are the ones who nobody believes in us and we're the ones who are underdogs and we're the scrappy upstarts, um... First time in Patrick Mahomes' career he has ever been an underdog in a playoff game. Second time in Patrick Mahomes' career that he has ever been an underdog in a home game. Yeah. And it's all about the ankle. I, I think Ian Rappaport is spot on. We're going to dissect this ankle just about as much as we possibly can without being in the actual training room because it is everything. Um, if Mahomes can find a way to win this game with the ankle being in the shape that it looked like at the end of that game against that Cincinnati front and against that Cincinnati defensive backfield and against that Cincinnati defensive coordinator well then that's the stuff that 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 heroes uh, are written about and i think that yesterday i came on the show and i was you know said i was like if Burrow beats Mahomes a fourth time. How do you say Mahomes is better? And I ate it all, all day on Twitter. I've been eating a lot on Twitter lately. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, What's going on? Just, it, the wolves
3: I saw are a lot of it too. Yeah. And, like Mitchell Schwartz comes out and starts listing like, Mahomes' resume as if I don't know Mahomes is a you good player. You wrote Mahomes' resume. <laughs>
1: I wrote Mo. Schwartz, he you might have blocked cool for plays, him. Bro. You
3: might have blocked for him. I gave you him! No, um, <laughs> here's the truth of the matter is though. This would be another chapter in Mahomes' career that I I think we would talk about for years and years and years. The ankle game. The ankle game. If he came out there and he actually found a way to win this one. um, They're underdogs for a good reason. It's because their quarterback might not be even close to 100%. Um, That's no disrespect to the rest of the Chiefs. That's no disrespect to the Arrowhead home field. That's a a disrespect to to just the health of a quarterback who we've seen do so much. And now finally, it seems like maybe the injury bug... Mm is coming for him and yet he can easily rise above and then that's the story and it's like one of these amazing deals mm-hmm. that were like just when you wanted to count out Mahomes again he does this and he's going to his third Super Bowl and he's under the age of 30 so I think they're underdogs I don't think it's a slight at the Chiefs offensive line or what you know uh, what, what we've seen from Marquez Valdez scantling in big moments like it's not that it's strictly about Mahomes' ankle and that line can move and all that talk can move if we get
4: more updates throughout the week yeah. I'm questionable to continue the show yeah. after Peter took Literally every word I was going to say in this
0: segment. <laughs> oh, every no.
4: syllable. Every, every, no, Peter, it's fine. I had the whole Mitchell it? Schwartz thing. I right. was going to make a joke about Marquez Valdez. I got oh. the whole yeah, thing. Know. So you know, what you do now, you this just This is what dance. happens when
1: you show up to makeup too early today. You Maybe know, so. Like yeah. Yeah. Maybe
4: so. But you are right. So second time ever, he's a home underdog. The only other first time was earlier this season against the Bills. A game in which they lost, and it didn't go well. I happen to know a little bit about home underdogs in the playoffs. What do you got? It goes well. It goes well if the home team's, you know, against the spread, but then also winning outright. Like, it's typically, like, we're at home and we're underdogs because people get pissed off when they're home and they're underdogs in the playoffs. Like, this is not week three. This is not week 15. We're home, and we're underdogs, and I... Bill Simmons has his playoff gambling manifesto that he's written for years and it's all one of the key components is finding the nobody believes in his team what's Mm. interesting in the NFC there isn't one I don't think anybody doesn't believe in the Eagles or the Niners we all completely believe in them which makes that game fascinating but it's true, like, the Bengals played it hard. Really hard. No week. one has played it harder in years than the Bengals played it last week, and they had great reason to. The refunds, the, all that. But now, inexplicably, we have the most <laughs> dominant quarterback of this era who is playing the nobody believes us. We have arrived at nobody believes at Mahomes. Yeah. The ankle, but also the, like, Joe Burrow owns us. Joe Burrow won in this stadium last year in this game last year. Just when you think that the the nobody believes in us card is such an eye roller and so cheesy and so farcical at this point, we've reached the nobody believes in the Chiefs, and we're here. I, I will ask. Let me go. Let me go around the table without giving your picks. When you look to these games, which conference? Are you having a harder time selecting a winner in? Jason, I'll start with you. NFC or AFC? Like, you, you, have, you have to select a winner at the end of this week. Which conference is harder for you right now?
5: I'm going to say the NFC is mm-hmm. harder for me to choose a winner. Or at all?
1: AFC. AFC? AFC. You,
5: are, you feel
3: easier about the NFC? I feel easier about Peter? the NFC. I'm gonna, I might put a pin in your hypothesis, too. I I, I have no idea who's winning this game, and I, I need to see more of my home. So that might be-
4: but if you had to choose one of the winners of the NFC or AFC, who would you choose? I
3: feel I feel like right now, if I had to put in the game was tomorrow, I'd feel more confident in
4: the AFC game. Yeah, so would I. And I think that has a lot to do with the Chiefs and the injury and everything. So we're sitting here, yeah. what's it, Wednesday today? And we're saying, yeah, yeah NFC is tough. AFC yeah, a little bit easier pick.
0: Yeah,
5: I'm not going to argue against that, And. When you say underdogs, overdogs, around dogs, like, I, I don't know whoever was this one or that one. Yeah, I just like the storyline in this. To your point, Kyle, <laughs> the Chiefs have found a way, their fans and everybody, to say, we are the lesser team. We're the one that nobody is talking about. And Cincinnati is riding high right now. They're in Buffalo. They win that game. And there's the guys on the sideline, the defense. Like, we're heading to Burrowhead next weekend that's what they're calling it, Boroughhead, Burrowhead. because they've gone Boroughhead Stadium? Stadium, Oh that's yes. Awesome. yes, I didn't so see that. Now it's <laughs> now it's like Cincinnati. It's our time, <laughs> that's awesome. and I think Kansas City's buying into this, and they're not just saying, "All right," over the last week. Now Cincinnati's the team that everybody wants to love. They're going all the way back to the summer where it was just like, all right, now our division's being taken from us. Now mm-hmm. it's going to be the Raiders. It's going to be the Broncos. Russ is here. Oh, the Chargers were Herbert. They're this newfound team. They had added so much talent. They're going to win our division. Kansas City now, the fans and everybody are buying into that. We've been underdogs all season long. They're telling us, don't jump on our bandwagon yeah, now yeah, yeah, and yeah, try like to this. say, oh, yeah, we love this. Kansas City's always at the top. No, that's not what you were saying about us all summer. <laughs> you wanted to pick all of the other people. We saw Kelsey talk. Talk about it. The division spent a billion dollars just to try to beat us, and we're still here on top right here in the conversation. So I love the storyline because somehow Kansas City, as good as they've been Mm -hmm. over the last few years, they have found a way to add a chip on their shoulder to fire them up for this game. And I just love all the energy and all the news that's Mm -hmm. going on right now. Yeah,
1: everyone's real spicy this week, aren't they? It's Championship Wednesday. We're going to start hearing news trickle out from these four teams. I I have a real question, though, about this angle. How much does Patrick Mahomes actually have to practice? What are they really installing that this quarterback has to be under center for and go through the routes? How much does he really have to practice? Uh, I'm I'm asking you, Jay. Like, could he just not?
5: If he could go out there and do a Friday walkthrough, it's it's more than fine. Like, Patrick Mahomes, if he can do Saturday, just go out there and take a yeah. Yeah. Go out there and play Sunday, and we feel great about it. They don't have to put in some silly little merry-go-round play at the goal line they're going to do, no? We don't need him out there. If he can go out there and practice and do some things, it'd be amazing. All right. But if if he can't, we're okay with that. So
1: here's the thing about underdogs, favors, home, underdogs, whatever. Like, knowing that. Why would you even practice him at all Mm. until a Saturday snap, until a Saturday walkthrough? Why wouldn't you lean into this, like, one-and-a-half, two-and-a-half point? Whatever the shift is happening there, leave it as underdogs. Leave the doubt just, like, swimming in the quicksand. Mm -hmm. Don't practice him. Mm
3: -hmm. I I, I love it. I think you're right. Like, keep him under wraps. Don't let anyone, And quite literally, keep him under wraps. Wrap that ankle. But I also, I wonder if the players they might know before the rest of the media, before warm-ups, like, if they see him... Because remember, even, like, Lamar, we heard, you know, mm-hmm. Humphrey afterwards mm-hmm. being like, he was yeah. walking around the facility 50-60%. We could know by the... But today, we're going to interview everybody. It's going to be... The coaches are going to interview this whole week. It's conference championship mm-hmm. week. You're going to get media. Mahomes are going to be in the building. You could maybe tell by the pep in some of those players' steps. They're like, oh, no, our guy's going to be right. all right, mm-hmm. even if we don't see him yeah. during practice. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. the way because- he handles himself in the building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
5: I think for those guys... No matter what he looks like today, he can get, come in there on crutches. I think for those guys, it's just like he's playing Sunday. Like we know he's going to be out there. He's already mm-hmm. said it. We watched him this past week yep. going. Like we saw him out there jumping on one leg. Goes in at halftime. I'm like, Mahomes is is done. He's going to have to finish his game. Yeah. Like they're on top. He goes back in the game like they know he's gonna be there. So I I, I think there's no doubt in anybody in that locker room's mind, Mahomes is. going to What's be.
4: fascinating is if he if he goes out there and he just he's hurting. Yeah. So, yeah. Then the camera goes to Andy and what do you do? What do you do in the title game? Do you pull him to go with Henny? It's, I don't I hope think he's gonna pull him until he says he's not. Yeah. I can't go. But, but you then, can. Or do you if He's work, not himself and you're like I gotta jump I in front of you. you and he's like I I don't think we can win with this. I hope or do
1: you out. work all week on installing legitimate things with Chad Henny yeah. that mm. you know that just in. In case that happens, and, you hey, man, are equipped to go yeah. with. Maybe Mahomes, that's why you he's your time. He's
5: right. not going to practice. He's not going to practice every single yeah. day this no. week. So Henny's going to get a number of sets. Yeah.
1: We can't wait. It's championship Sunday. It's getting closer. Top seeded Eagles welcome the 49ers to Philadelphia. That's the first game. 3 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Then it's an AFC championship rematch. Do I say for the ages? That feels cheesy, but it feels like it's true as well. Arrowhead Stadium, 630 on CBS. It's great. But in the meantime, let's play uh, Whiteboard Wednesday.
5: Let's do it. All right.
1: After being asked if the Bengals were tired of being doubted, Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase told the Cincinnati Enquirer, "quote We know what we're capable of, and that's why we came out here, not making a fuss with anybody, and just putting on a show for the world to see." Great quote. The player who will put on a show on Championship Sunday is.
3: I think this can go so many ways with the talent on the field. I I think this guy is a talented player on the field, but I'm here for all the spice. What do you all the salt. Oh. Eli Apple oh, is boy, on Peter. one these days. Um, we know Eli Apple has had great success against the Chiefs. We know Eli Apple likes to run his mouth. We also know that Eli Apple on the sidelines on Sunday in Buffalo said, oh, we're going to Burrow's Head. And that has become a thing. Oh. Burrow's Head, not Arrow's
4: Head. Burrow Head Stadium.
3: Burrow Head Stadium. He owns it there. You know, there's a certain classic athlete and professional athlete and Kyle I'm going to lean on you with this and you guys can chime in Patrick Beverly is a type of player 100% (laughs) Uh,
5: you
3: know I I think uh, who was it back in the Falcons Ray Buchanan was a certain type of
4: player irritator
3: irritator under your skin, will say the things that no one else wants to say, and will say it loudly with a smile on his face. Eli Apple with a little emoji of an apple with a smile. I am here for it. That's I good. bet you before the game there is something going on with Eli and those Chiefs in warm-ups? players in oh, warm Eli Apple's bringing it. He's had success against this team before, and he has let them know, I'm be watching Eli Apple. That's a great this
5: call. Well. I love call. it. I love it. He does it year after year, these this past few. Exact. And goes to Twitter to get his point across. I'm going with the guy, Swole Batman, mm-hmm. a.k.a. A.J. Brown. I think he'll put on a show. This is a guy they brought over, we know, in the offseason, and has had one heck of a year, and he's going against a 49ers defense that doesn't give up a lot in the run game. So for Philadelphia to win this game, they're going to have to get the ball on the outside to A.J. Brown, and the past two playoff games, teams have had some success. Metcalf had 130 yards, okay. C.D. Lamb went over 100. So I think Championship Sunday, it's a time for AJ Brown to show out and show why Philadelphia brought him there. A it's been quiet. Just for moments like little. this. It's been a long while. Mm-hmm. Almost two weeks. Haven't needed him, didn't need them this past <laughs> week. For real. They're gonna need them somewhere. I hear that. Yeah. I
1: like the Batman application affiliate's It's evergreen content. You can just keep bringing so it up and it works. Peter, I like your answer too okay. because it, it like applies to the whole week, championship yeah. week. Because Eli Apple is not going anywhere. It's not just about the game. My answer applies to the week as well. It applies to championship week experience. I want to rely on um Jason McCordy to have a championship performance this 30. week, all right? I know. not look at the party. So? The man's won a Super Bowl. We like to learn a lot from him. Okay. We like to rely on his past experiences of making massive moments in big plays. What it takes to get to this moment, to the pinnacle. Jace McCordy has been one to watch over the last six months on this show to learn from. I love learning from every day, but I find the next ten days, whether it be Oui nice or McCord is in session or anything of that nature, I think Jace McCordy is about to have himself a championship wow. week performance on Good Morning.
4: A good person to learn from. Thank you. Is that thing heavy? How's that feel when you hold yeah. it?
5: Heavy? Yeah, it's pretty heavy. Is it? Yeah, Bill handed it to me off the bus. What
4: did Scott had to say? Seven pounds. Seven yeah.
5: pounds of immaculate sterling <laughs> silver.
4: <laughs> it's only seven pounds, but I feel like it's like Thor's hammer. You can only. Yeah if you win it. Nice. This is easy. Who's going to show out? It's Travis Kelsey. It's always Kelsey. It always has been Kelsey. (laughs) It's always going to be Kelsey. Duh! It's Kelsey. Last week, you're like... Well, if we can maybe minimize Kelsey, got 14 catches in warm-up lines. No one can minimize Kelsey. I would just say, have six people guard him and leave the other wide receivers wide open. Screw it. You'll have a better chance of them dropping it. Kelsey is the wrecker of worlds. It's always going to be Kelsey. He's probably going to have 30 catches this weekend. Kelsey, 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 Kelsey. Kelsey,
1: Kelsey, 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 Kelsey. Kelsey, 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 <laughs> Kelsey. 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 Can't get over it.
4: So much Kelsey. He's so good. Uh,
1: yeah. Alright, well done. Good way for Wednesday. In just a couple hours on NFL Network, there is a special edition of NFL Now coming your way. You're going to see live press conferences from the superstars, the head coaches, guys are taking the field on championship weekend. NFL Now will be from noon to 6 Eastern. Mm. You can see it right here on NFL Network. But still coming up on our show, The Honors is approaching and we're going to reveal all the finalists for the biggest nice. awards.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
3: If you watch the show and you listen to podcasts, you'll know I've got a podcast called The Season with Peter Schrager. It's right here. Get your camera on your QR code. Put it up here. Um, The Cowboys lost on Sunday. And less than 48 hours after the fact, their defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, did us a pretty cool favor and got on. And it's pretty open and honest about the Cowboys' season, but also open and honest about his future. Dan Quinn, joining my podcast yesterday, hours before flying to Cincinnati uh, to Arizona for a head coaching interview, had Quinn on. And I wanted to ask him about maybe the most electric player in the league, Micah Parsons. Take a listen to what Dan Quinn had to say about his favorite Micah Parsons play this season. Give me one play from this season that just comes to mind if you were to look at the Micah Parsons experience and take us through it.
6: I would say we were playing um, Detroit in a game here at home and we had lost to Philadelphia uh, the week prior. And uh, I can remember pointing out some plays in the game to say, I think you can make that one and that one if you really, really go. And it just so happened, Peter, that the very next week there was a screenplay and uh, he just hauled and chased the tight end and made a tackle, like, on the one-inch line. And he didn't know if if he was going to make it or not. He just had to go. And I think that was the lesson to say, you don't know when the play is going to be because he stopped him at, like, the one-inch line. And the next play, Demarcus Lawrence forced a fumble. Hell yeah. On the goal line play. So it was like, I was so happy that, like, in one moment I got to show, that's going for it. And even when you know you might not make it, it had to be 25 yards away. But he said, I'm going anyway. And uh, he went and then it had to be reviewed. Was he in, was he out? That wasn't the point. The point was he went. So the next play, because of that run, allowed a takeaway to take place because DeMarcus, you know, made a good play and hit him and bar recovered. So I that's the sequin. If there was one you know me like teaching, if there was one teaching example for this season to say you never know when it's gonna be that play, you just hop I and love then it. See where it goes. So that's that's the one.
3: That's the one. It wasn't some, you know, throwing him a glitchy, wasn't that? It was the hustle play that maybe didn't show up on the highlight reels the next morning. Um, Dan Quinn interviewed last night in Arizona. He or he flew to Arizona. He's interviewed for all these jobs, had an outstanding season as defensive coordinator. You see who he is as a person. I, I'll bring it to the table. We know him as the coach of the Falcons for so many years. Mm-hmm. What would Dan Quinn bring to a team as a head coaching hire as we still have five vacancies left there in the NFL?
5: Yeah, and I don't know Dan Quinn personally at all. I'm just obviously a fan watching his defenses how players respond to him. And even seeing that clip, like that right there is a coach's dream because you always say that to players you never know. And then for that sequence of plays to happen, it shows. But when I look at Dan Quinn, I think not only his defensive prowess, but how they do it. You watch Dallas and where Micah Parsons is aligned all over the field. Dan Quinn's ability to find his best players and put them in positions to succeed will help any team in any franchise. So I'm excited to see where he ends up and his type of leadership and the way he goes about it and how much players enjoy playing for him, which play a huge role in the team chemistry.
4: How about we bring bringing to the Cowboys? I think he's the best coach on that staff. Look at the defense did in that game and look yeah. what the offense did. You know, the Falcons thing, if and when Dan Quinn gets a will come up. It's something that follows him around. 28-3, they lose the Super Bowl. They had the Falcons in the Super Bowl. The next year, right back in the playoffs, they're in Philadelphia. They're on the goal line. If Matt Ryan and Julio Jones can make one play, they knock off the eventual Golden Children Philadelphia Eagles team great coach, great guy, players love him, uh, I hope he gets another gig and I think he'll crush it when he does, I like a Dan Quinn hire mm-hmm.
1: I like Dan Quinn a lot, the way he keeps his humility in check, I have always really admired about him, I think he's somebody who has really, really great senses for who to bring on to his staff, and so as a head coach like he had Kyle Shanahan there for years like to know that he could go out and get a guy like that to work with Kyler Murray, because it's not on him to work with Kyler Murray let's mm-hmm. say he does go to Arizona, I think he'd be an excellent pick no matter where he goes, because he's not like, I'm the guy, guy, mm-hmm. he he knows his role. He knows his job. He's a great guy. Players love playing for him. Yeah,
3: I, I would wrap it with, we in the podcast, he's a huge boxing fan. So, like, 15 minutes of the conversation is about the sweet science. And we're talking about Hagler Hearns and how he applies Hagler Hearns and how he applies Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson mm. to these game plans and teaches the players about boxing and the lessons that can be learned from boxing. Dan Quinn is a, a brilliant guy, good dude, and obviously he's gonna be interviewing for jobs. And if he doesn't, he'll be the top defensive coordinator as he always is, and that'll be just fine with him.
1: That's awesome. All right, we've got four teams left heading into Sunday and four intriguing quarterbacks. You gotta write this down. Who is the best quarterback? playing on Sunday. There were so many topics to hit we wanted to cram a couple into one and on the whiteboard is the most first? efficient way to get there. So I'm going to buy Jay a second so he can write down his answer for who is... I'm ready.
5: I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. I'm going with Mr. Mahomes as wow. the best quarterback. And yes, I know he's Good. dealing with an ankle injury and all of those things, but you got to give this guy his respect. He went in that ankle injury, went back in the game and continued to perform. Didn't throw any throws outside the pocket but still made plays for them. And Patrick Mahomes is just great. He's done it since he's gotten into the league, since Alex Smith left Kansas City. He takes over in 2018, and he has just been fun to watch. So come Championship Sunday, I want to see which Patrick Mahomes will get, even if he is injured. This is a guy who's going to be leading his football team, finds his favorite target in Travis Kelsey, but his ability to just make a play, no matter how it happens, the breakdown, whether he scrambles and runs with it, whether he scrambles and just flips one to somebody. Patrick Mahomes, I know there's a lot of bur- Talk. We talked about that yesterday. Patrick Mahomes, to me, is still the best quarterback playing this weekend.
3: I think the two best quarterbacks in the NFL right now are playing in the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. I think Burrow and Mahomes are the best. Yesterday mm-hmm. I said if Burrow beats Mahomes, it's hard to argue that Mahomes is better than Burrow. The backlash that I got was mighty. And a lot of that was it's a team sport. And a lot of that was, well, if you gave Mahomes Jamar Chase and you gave Mahomes you know, T. Higgins, and a lot of that was... How many MVPs does Burrow have? How about this? Mahomes and Burrow, like the face-off movie logo. Let's go with both of these guys. Because it's okay to say they're both excellent. But I do think, and I'll back up my point from yesterday. If we do who's the king of the AFC and which quarterback has the throne and which one has the... If you beat Mahomes twice in his building and you beat him twice in AFC Championship games and you are 4-0 against him... Burrow can make the claim that he is the king of the AFC. I don't care if it's a team sport. I don't care how many MVPs Mahomes is going to win. There is something to the biggest games with the biggest stakes in these quarterbacks. For years, Peyton Manning had the better stats. And for years, Peyton Manning had the MVPs. But Brady would beat Manning in the big game, and there was an argument to be made that Brady was better than Manning. It's okay to say that they're both amazing, and it's okay to say that there is a world where Burrow
5: would have the upper hand on Mahomes. Does Burrow have to win the Super Bowl for you to say that?
3: I, I don't think it's talking about. I'm thinking about when these two teams go you're up against each other. You're saying when her, they go
5: against each other, who you're saying the favorite is, or. I want to see it, I want to watch it, but like, don't come at me if Burrow wins. No, hear. that's yeah.
3: a good point. It's
4: allowed to Who's be the best quarterback playing? I'm going to go with. Burrow, Mahomes, Hurts, uh-huh. and Purdy. These guys are all good, and that's okay. And it's okay to say they're all What, what, what are we doing? What are you doing with that? We're on TV.
5: What, you, what's your answer?
3: You want me to make a pick of who's the best quarterback that the yeah. Look you at, the question Mahomes at the bottom bigger, of the screen? Is that is that consciously? If I am drafting a team
4: Today. That's not the question. <laughs> Read what it says. You know how to do this show. What are you doing?
3: Why are you putting me in a tough spot? I'm Peter, I'm not. You are the guy that's got the takes and the thoughts and the what? brilliance. I am just Peter, a mere... Peter, is this because Twitter's been on you this I week? I am just a mere reporter offering transactional news and injury news. Peter, you're and that's frustrated. I am. I didn't like the blowback I got for taking a take. That Burrow could have the upper hand on Mahomes, and the reaction was so
4: heavy that it shook me a little. I don't like that those people are dictating what you're saying on the show. Mm. This, you you're the godfather here, buddy. Mm. What do you think? You built this show.
3: Who's next? Do you want me to I have a hard you? time saying Burrow's better than Mahomes, considering the MVPs in the career. So say that he's Mahomes. At. I have a hard time saying Mahomes <laughs> over Burrow, considering it's, Burrow right now.
1: Is anyone going to ask? I, is anyone going to answer <laughs> the question? I am. I have one right there. <laughs> I too took one on the chin yesterday on Twitter, Peter. So okay. I'll put from Bengals fans. They were really frustrated with me that I made the statement, the proclamation. Oh, my God,
4: you guys. What are we doing? Ba-
1: we're listening, Kyle. We are. We're allowed oh,
4: to listen. so hard. Like, no. I, screw those people. I like this I Who cares? Jamie, a- own your opinion. You, okay, erase, own your opinion.
1: three of those. I am owning my opinion.
4: Okay, okay, good. This is good, my opinion. <laughs> good, 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 Never mind those people. people you. People are getting
1: after us, me, for saying that I think the Bengals have to win a Super Bowl in order to shake. Yeah. A early 90s Bills OFER Super Bowl run. People were up in arms about, we're not, why can't we be respected? We're disrespected. Like the, you just have to win. That's all I'm saying. Why, why are you so frustrated with people thinking that you're not respecting you now? Why don't you put your head down as fans, as a fan base, say, this game this Here weekend, we not enough. Mm. In two weeks, the game is not enough. Winning a parade is enough. Mm. And then come back at me and be mad at Peter when he picks Mahomes. <laughs> yes. And then come back at somebody else when they pick Purdy. Just Preach. pick your guy and go with him. And mm. stop being mad when someone disrespects you. Someone else didn't pick your team for the Super Bowl. It's September. Mm-hmm. All right? You're still playing. It's almost February. Be happy about that. I love it. But don't be satisfied by it. Go out mm. and win a Super Bowl. Or raise three of those names. Yeah, give you, us we're a-
4: still waiting for you to pick somebody, too. Yeah. I'll say Mahomes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mahomes is going to be the MVP. If you want to say this weekend, I'll say Burrow. Mahomes is hurt. Oh so the God. answer to the question. Yeah, that's how you that's said, it should say it. The answer to the question is Burrow. <laughs> It's, it's Burrow because Mahomes is not himself. But, but if, listen, but if I'm saying that because I want to, not, not because anybody's cooler. I have a, I have a, what a if a one-ankle Mahomes... <laughs> if the Mahomes was healthy... Mahomes is better. Yes, Mahomes is the MVP. Mahomes is the best quarterback right now.
5: That's why I went with Mahomes. I think Mahomes yeah. is the best quarterback in the playoffs.
4: But this this week championship Sunday, I will say Burrow because Mahomes is not himself. It's yeah. pretty it's pretty pretty easy. Chiefs fans running a little tight this week. Yeah, they it's, are. It's right? almost like the Empire's coming to a close, it, maybe. Woo, you're woo, little, woo, about a little that. tight. A little tight. A little tight. <laughs> might, the party might be over, guys. There's another rooster in the hen house. Sorry. Sorry. Beat him. Beat him. And then you you can go on to the Super Bowl. Okay, go ahead.
1: I also think Jalen Hurts should be considered, but he's hurt a little bit too. Whatever. Okay, we're down to four potential Super Bowl matchups. Which Super Bowl matchup would be the most fun? Okay, Peter, again, not like this is who I think is going to play, who's going to win, the most fun.
3: You know, I think Andy Reid versus the Eagles is really fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you can have a Chiefs-Eagles, I know everyone's going to do the Kelsey Brothers, and that's fine. That's that's gonna, there's going to be a lot of segments on the Kelsey uh-huh. Brothers. <laughs> but for Andy Reid to go to five championship games, yeah. really birth that Eagles uh, you know, generation of fans in that whole entire era, get fired, and then redo the whole thing in Kansas City, win a Super Bowl at Kansas City, and then get in the way of this new Eagles franchise that is so fresh and so young. Andy versus the Eagles, to me, would be a great storyline, and I'm here for
4: that. It's excellent.
5: If I'm going 49ers and the Chiefs, and for me, I just these offensive minds that would be in this game, the play design, we always try to take away from Purdy, because just like when Shanahan draws it up, this guy's wide open. That guy, where's Debo Samuel's going to lie? McCaffrey, and then you go on the Chiefs' side. They're doing the snow goal play where they're running around. There's, they started the game last week with an option. They ran an option to Pacheco. So I would love to see these two offensive minds go head-to-head. I
4: have the same one. I, I have Niners-Chiefs. The rematch is awesome. Awesome. And it's, we saw it a few years back, and I remember this video of Kittle on the sideline as the final seconds are ticking down, and he's saying, I, you know, I vow on my life. I will return mm. to this game. And imagine if Kittle gets back, and it's still, it's these guys running wasp and pulling things out of their backside and pulling the rug out again. Imagine if the Chiefs beat the Niners again, mm. and Shanahan walks off again losing. Or imagine if the Niners get revenge. I love a rematch, mm. and then maybe we'll do a rubber match next year. I'm into it.
1: I want a new match. Rematches are fun, but sometimes you got to establish new. First rookie quarterback, never rookie quarterbacks, never been in a Super Bowl, right?
3: No, right? No, there's never been one. I kind
1: of love the Purdy Burrow experience. We we talked about yesterday. The polar opposite on the fashion Mm -hmm. spectrum between those two. Talk about fun. Super Bowl is all fun. It's all encapsulating from Monday to Monday, wire to wire. Super Bowl is fun. So when these guys arrive, like, I would be totally intrigued by Brock Purdy and just how he handles because we've talked about before, Monday night of Super Bowl availability for the media, for the whole mm-hmm. team, like, that rookie quarterback could, like, stand on his feet for too long. Like, all of a sudden, he could be fried come yeah. Friday and someone's got to get a hold of him and be like, get your grips together, kid. We have a Super Bowl to play it on Sunday. I kind of love this. It'd be like the the new guard but with, like, a really old-fashioned tee. Uh, I don't know. It's
3: I think it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. You'd have the first pick overall in Joe Burrow and yes. then the uh, last pick in a draft, Mm, and they'd be going at it, and it kind of shows everywhere in between is where your NFL team can be. That
1: would be a really (laughs) relevant storyline, Peter. Um, a movie. That was great. Good suggestion for 8A there, Kyle. All right.
4: Uh, Rookie of the Year finalists. Who's going to do it, and where's Rodgers going? All kinds of football talk. Don't go anywhere.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring,
1: This is a thrill. We're really proud to do this. It's time to officially announce the finalists for the AP Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year Awards. The winners will be revealed as part of the 12th annual NFL Honors taking place on February 9th. Mm -hmm. We're going to start on the offensive side of the ball. This is really cool. AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. Here are your four finalists. Let's take a gander. Oh, my goodness. Three finalists. Excuse me. Brock Purdy. 49ers quarterback. Interesting campaign Peter Schrager made down the stretch for one Brock Purdy. Kenneth Walker III, the Michigan State running back drafted by the Seahawks, exploded on the scene early with a team offensively that not a lot of people knew where Pete Carroll was going. He was a fantastic option. And then, of course, Garrett Wilson, who shined even as the Jets went through their quarterback question mark mm-hmm. as the season went down the stretch. So, which of the finalists, you guys, stands out to you the most? Kyle, you get to start.
4: Well, Purdy jumps out, and Peter's been on this for weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter was pointing this out. It's important to remember that the playoff win last week, or this week, or wherever has nothing to do with the voting because the voting's already in. Um, Played so few games, it's historical. If you look back at some of the rookies of the year, offensive over the years, uh, sometimes to find this few games, you have to go to when they played a 12-game season. People like Jim Brown going all the way back. Uh, Odell won it playing very few games, but we've never seen this few games in a season that was not shortened (laughs) by a strike or by history, it would be unprecedented for him to win.
3: Purdy has only played in six regular season games, but he did win every one of those games, yeah. and the offense improved with Purdy. The case for Purdy's a tough one. It's rookie of the year, not rookie of the month, not rookie mm-hmm. of the six weeks, and yet I would say Brock Purdy did more
5: for his team than any other one of these rookies, and look where they are now. Yeah, you can't deny Brock Purdy's success, but a guy I'm looking at is down here at the bottom, Garrett Wilson, receiver over a 1,000 yards, led all rookies, but. It was more impressive how he did it. Multiple quarterbacks playing for the Jets this past year. The beginning of the season is Flacco throwing the passes and he's having good games. Then Zach Wilson comes back and he kind of goes quiet. Zach Wilson's not able to give him the ball. Next thing you know, Mike White comes in. And no matter who the quarterback was, Garrett Wilson found a way to be productive and to help his team come close to making the playoffs. Not quite there, but this guy's electric. He's fun to watch. Shifty. Just a really good football player.
1: He is. He is really fun to watch. Production, steady production, rookie of the year. This guy, like I said, exploded on the scene early this season. Where is this guy coming from? We had no idea that offensively this is what Seattle was going to rely on in terms of their identity. He was fantastic to watch. He's like shot out of a cannon, this young man. Kenneth Walker III, down the stretch, continued to have back-to-back-to-back 100-yard rushing games for the Seahawks. He looked great, but the point is year-long production for a team that uh, looked good. And uh, honestly, Pete Carroll, we just weren't sure where they were going to go. And look- <laughs> Look at him roll. <laughs> Kenneth Walker III. I thought he was an early, an early favorite, and the fact that he's on the list to finish out the season is a tremendous honor. Finished, so those, finished
3: the season strong, too. Remember, they the season, won their last yep. two games, yep. and Kenneth Walker, they ran on his back to do it. Guys that did not get to the finalist stage, Chris Olave, we mm. see you, great year. Damian Pierce, we yep. see you, great year. Jamari Salyer out there for the Chargers, filling mm. in for Rashawn Slater, great year. But we can only have
5: three finalists,
3: and those are the Offensive
5: Rookie of the Year finalists. It would have been nice to see where Brees Hall would have ended yep. up, How do you stay healthy uh, for the New York Jets as well? But let's move on. That's enough of offense. Let's move on to (laughs) ASB Defensive Player of the Year. The rookies, the finalists. I'm sorry. Yes, the defensive players. Let's check out the list right here. Rookies, we have Sauce Gardner, and we know what he was able to do. We saw him when he was drafted. Had the big chain on, said Sauce. Had the bottle. He started as a mod later earned sauce, Aiden Hutchison, Michael Jackson, Billy Jean himself out there, not only performing in training camp, but making plays defensively for the Lions throughout the season. And Tariq Woolen, the guy who came out of nowhere, the tall and lengthy corner for Seattle, getting it done, interceptions aplenty. These are your finalists for the Defensive Rookie of the Year. What do we all think? Who stands out? Who who do you, who does your eyes draw to, Peter? You'll start it off. Sauce Gardner's a first-team All-Pro as a rookie. That mm. means that he was voted as
3: the best at his position, and it was his first year in the league. A top-five pick who not only exceeded expectations, but then set the standard for future top-five picks at the position. They threw away from him. They didn't want to look at him, and every time he did throw to him, he seemed to pick it off. I mm-hmm. thought he had a flawless rookie campaign. And it's one of the many reasons why the Jets have reason for optimism moving forward. I go Sauce Gardner big time.
1: And Sauce Gardner had that unbelievable moment at Lambeau when he put on the cheese hat. And we we're like, that's an endearing quality. That wasn't annoying. Like we actually like that. Speaking of performing at Lambeau, Aiden Hutchinson had an unbelievable <laughs> season for the Lions. Picked off Aaron Rodgers. I picked him as my defensive rookie of the year, but only because I'm a little bit biased towards Michigan. I had no idea if this was actually going to pan out. Mm. He made the Lions' defense better. He was picking guys off. He was sacking quarterbacks. It wasn't like he was just a one-trick pony. We kind of fell in love with him, or we thought we were going to like him when we saw him on hard knocks. And then his play backed up his personality. His family is one that you really enjoy watching. He's a really fun player, and I'm thrilled that he's going to be an anchor on the Lions defense for years to come.
4: It felt like Sauce ran away with this thing, but Hutchinson came running at the yeah. end. Um, I, look, I'd like to see Sauce win, just see what he wears on stage at honors. I think there'd be a thrill for that. I do wonder, though, if he and his teammate can split the vote a little bit. So Garrett Wilson and offense, Sauce Gardner in defense. Mm. Lattimore and Kamara won it on the same team with the Saints a few years ago, both rookies of the year. I just get inside the heads of voters. Let's say you want Garrett Wilson and you vote for him for offensive rookie of the year. Then you get to defense rookie. Are you voting for two Jets? Or are you made to say, ah, let's spread the wealth. Let's go to Hutchinson. He was amazing at the end of the year. That could happen. But Sauce was
5: phenomenal. Yeah, hard to deny Sauce or Aiden, but I want to give some love to yeah, Tariq Woolen. This was a guy, I appreciate a late-round draft pick. Came out of nowhere. No one expected to have this type of season that he had. I think it was six interceptions that he had. Also recovered some fumbles, and he became the guy in Seattle. Comparisons to Richard Sherman. He was there working with him in training camp. So, loved watching Tariq Woolen and him and Sauce Gardner, their teams, played against each other at the end of the season, and they talked about kind of everybody comparing the to two really good football players. Corner, not an easy position to go out there and perform as a rookie.
1: Drafting is really hard, but to have two rookies of the oh, year, uh, nominees from the same team, Jets have two guys, Seahawks have two guys. Shout out to ownership and management for picking yeah. the right guys last year. That's fantastic. Very That's true.
4: That skin's on the wall. Um, we have more of this coming, guys. Coach of the Year, Mm. Comeback Player of the Year. Who's going to win Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year? All these categories, we will reveal them as the show goes on. Don't go anywhere. And we have games this weekend. 49ers defense, Eagles offense. Who you
0: got? Yes, Maddie, on social. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring